Dancy Lagarde fans, you will be thrilled to know a book is coming out if you fund it. Via Unbound, we are publishing The Dancy Lagarde Reader by Alice Fraser and Dancy Lagarde, a glorious insight into the world of Dancy Lagarde, self-published romance maven and online bestseller. If you would like to find out how to support it, go to thebuglepodcast.com. If we get enough support, we will publish the book. That's a real thing that's going to happen. Thebuglepodcast.com to support The Dancy Lagarde Reader. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 17th of September of the year 2020. On this day in history, in 1595, Pope Clements VIII recognised Henry IV as the King of France uh, when they bumped into each other in a corridor and Pope Clements went, wait, aren't you the um, King of France? (laughs) And in 1644, on this date, French troops occupied Mainz, saying, it's it's Mainz. (laughs) Your guest today on the podcast is celebrity, celebrity and reality television guru, super guru, uh, Andrew Zaltzman. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Alice. Yeah, it's great to be back. Coming up today, we'll be learning all the latest in sports news from you, uh, an occasional watcher of sport, I hear. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. Diplomatic relations between the Wiggles government in Italy and the octopus tribes of New New Zealand have stalled after the Wiggles sent as diplomatic envoy Henry the Octopus to New New Zealand as a gesture of goodwill. A miscommunication seems to have happened somewhere along the line when Henry was revealed to the octopus people to be an ageing children's entertainer inside an octopus costume. Tribal chieftains of the actual <laughs> octopus people are said to be baffled as to whether or not this is a deception, cultural appropriation, a fetish, an elaborate Russian doll or a treat in a wrapper. Henry the now non-octopus has asked for an extraction team via an emergency flare that spelled out, I'm deeply worried in the night sky. At time of recording, the actual octopus people were said to have asked for clarification on the custom. You're friends with most of the people in, in Hollywood. Are yeah. you friends with the Wiggles government in Italy? Well, not anymore. <laughs> well, not, not after the, that, uh, well, the infamous New Year incident in which, um, well, I thought I was plenty wiggly enough, but uh, <laughs> they told me where to stick it, so. <laughs> time for your ad section now because the world is a terrifying mystery but people always have time to minutely alter their perceived status identity with a quick splash of capitalism and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by black mag the magazine for enforcement officers with something to hide this week including a culture section with top tips for federal agents in the u.s acting outside their lawful remit including how to characterize an overreach of the government monopoly on force as somehow allied with the people who are carrying guns they bought to protect themselves from you and a free reminder beeper for every black mag subscriber that will nudge you when you need to roll the windows down a crack when you're keeping an illegally detained human in your car on a hot day and how to disable or obscure your body cam if you're required to wear one and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by tiny dogs who think they're big dogs or maybe people tiny dogs who think they're big dogs or people the joffrey baratheon of the canine world And if you're looking for a DIY gender reveal party surprise, try taking a slice of toast, a drop or two of the relevantly gendered colour of food dye and half a glass of water. 
Simply dip the toast in egg wash and the food dye, invite your friends over, and then fling half a glass of water into the hot toaster. The cloud of choking smoke is guaranteed to cause serious fires, and when your surviving guests cough up chunks of phlegm later in the week, the coloured dye will tell them what your child's junk is probably going to look like when it's born. Mmm. That's all the time we have for the ads today, because now it's time for your top story. The last post. Top story today, sports news. Wap, hit, punch, through the goal. Hooray. Andrew Zaltzman, <laughs> you, you are our sports correspondent. What's happening in the world of sport right now? Well, a lot of uh, waps, hits, punches, through the goals, but not so many hoorays, uh, Alice, <laughs> due to the... Uh, lack of spectators at, uh, at sports around the world, and it's becoming a, a, a big problem, and, and people are asking questions like, where now for sport, what now for sport, who now for sport, and um, indeed, why now for sport? It's, a, it's very much an existential crisis f- for sport, which is, uh, you know, at its uh, deepest essence, uh, completely f-ing pointless. And without people in the background pretending that it's not pointless, uh, a lot of sports have appeared to be completely f- pointless so <laughs> spectacular sport has been what well, a mixed success or a mixed failure so far depending on which way we look at it obviously cricket has been fine because it's the greatest thing ever invented by humanity <laughs> and even if it was just played in a vacuum with absolutely no one knowing anything about it it would still be absolutely awesome but some other sports have come to realize that actually they're quite boring without the spectacle of 50,000 people shouting abuse at each other or the referee <laughs> or their opponents in the background. Now, football, which may or may not be one of those those sports that's had that realisation, has today just introduced a new raft of rules to, to pep it up, to make it a bit more exciting, given the uh, lack of people pretending it's exciting in the background. Uh, so uh, from next week, uh, teams will get two goes at each chance. So if they miss, the players will be replaced where they were to give the attacking player another opportunity <laughs> to uh, to score a goal, just to try and get the number of goals up and the game's a bit more interesting. Yellow cards are changing, so instead of it just being a warning, players have to hop on one leg for the next 10 minutes, which should give more attacking opportunities to to the other team. They're introducing compulsory darkened ski goggles for goalkeepers to make it harder for them to see see the ball uh, (laughs) and indeed the the colours of the player's shirt, so they'll hopefully be a bit more confused and let more in. And um, they've got totting now for the offside law, which I mean, only one in every three offence is now going to be penalised. So you get away with two free, <laughs> then one. I mean, it's basically like they used to do with fouls in the 1970s. So, I mean, football could get more interesting now because, you know, we've seen a lot of scores like nil-nil, one-nil, two-nil, you know, some of the classics. <laughs> the sport does need a bit, of a, a bit of a boost in these difficult times. In terms of crowds, Alice, I mean, there's, um, there, there's talk now of a compromise where... They will allow crowds back into stadiums, like f- fully packed stadiums, but only if neither of the teams are allowed in the stadium. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a bit of a... I don't know which is better, that just the crowd or just the players. It'll probably be a really good atmosphere for a bit, and then it could turn. Then there's talk of using mass testing to try and get sport back, uh, back up to speed. So you'll only be allowed into the stadium if you're clear of all known diseases of mind and body. Um, but there's also <laughs> suggestions that new leagues could be set up which are exclusively for players and spectators who have tested positive for COVID. And the, the, new, uh, the new World Splutter League could actually be quite entertaining uh, uh, to watch, depending on the severity of uh, 
of symptoms. The Olympics is hugely under threat. The Tokyo Olympics of 2020, now due to be held in 2021, but still called the 2020 Olympics. Well, there's a couple of suggestions. One is that they're just going to pretend that they did happen and just like fill the record books with the people they think would have won all the events and just try and hope people think, oh, it was just not a very memorable Olympics rather than <laughs> it didn't happen at all. Another is that they're going to, you know, accept that they can't, it's going to be impossible to hold a proper Olympics. So they're going to do a special, use the chance of, you know, all the technological breakthroughs we've seen through this crisis coming coming to the fore. And they're going to do um, a unique historical Olympics where they're going to project holograms of the great Olympic athletes from history to compete against each other, which is actually probably going to be a lot more exciting than what the real Olympics would be, which is only allowed to choose people who are young, fit and healthy now rather than people who were young, fit and healthy you know, 80 or 90 <laughs> years ago. So uh, there's some mouth-watering match-ups. Uh, Jesse Owens versus Valerie Bortsoff could be an absolute classic in the 100 metres. And who wouldn't want to see Mark Spitz swimming against Johnny Weissmuller? Would Weissmuller do that thing that he did when he was doing Tarzan of going uh, front-stroke, back-stroke, front-stroke, back-stroke? Because that was classic. Yeah, well, that's just how people used to swim in the 1920s, <laughs> Alice. It was only... Only really during the war, the Second World War, that people realised that you didn't have to do that <laughs> swimming, that the, you, know, you could just do you know, on your front or on your back or you know, waggling your arms around in a different way. So well, that's the thing with war, isn't it? It does. For I'm not advocating <laughs> it, and clearly it has considerable negative impacts, war, uh, <laughs> but, but it has helped the advance of, of human swimming. But there was a bit of an issue with the test event. They've held a test event of this at the uh, Hologram Olympics. And, um, it, well, the, there were some very upset uh, school children in the test crowd when uh, 1948 gold medalist Tapio Rautavara of Finland hurled his javelin straight through a hologram Nadia Comaneci <laughs> due to a software glitch. So, um, But, you know, it's, it's a possibility. And, of course, I mean, finances are the big issue without crowds, uh, Alice, and the, the TV companies getting increasingly uh, you know, wary of spending so much money on... Uh, a crowdless sport that isn't so good to watch on television. So football clubs are having to adapt and are now selling their players not just to other clubs but to anyone who will pay the right money. So the young Newcastle United star, Derwent Crevasse, has just joined Bill <laughs> Gates for £40 million and Real Madrid's Lucius Poltroon is now fully owned by Tesla, which <laughs> could be good or bad for him, I guess. Anyway, it's it's been difficult, uh, Alice, and uh, there's there, there are... A few lights at the end end of the tunnel, but sport uh, generally has often had a tendency to go down side tunnels rather than go towards the light. Well, thank you so much for being our sports correspondent. That's all the time we have for our top story today, because now it's time for our letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, if you'd like to send a letter to the editor, please do write in to thelastpost at somethingelse.com. Uh, this one is from Dikran. He says, not really a letter to the editor, just wanted to say thanks. Your daily podcast has given me 15 minutes of joy and humour every day on what has been a really rough year. Uh, your funny stuff helped me get through those days when I thought I couldn't carry on. I have no idea how you've managed it. Making content every day must be exhausting. So thanks to you, Christopher, the various sub-producers, and to all of your guests, especially Andy. Oh. Best wishes and good luck to you, Dikran. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very that has left me at a little bit of a loose end. Uh, ordinarily, the emails we get in are aggressively stupid, not to say deliberately stupid. <laughs> so all I all I can say is is thank you. That's that's very nice of you. And also, 
you for not giving me content. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really moved me there. That's all the time we have for your letters to the editor. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. If you're one of our listeners in the other dimension, a quick word from your Alice Fraser. Hi, listeners in my dimension. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. Do subscribe to the podcast feed. We're literally the only daily satirical news podcast set in an alternate dimension. No, it's not an alternate dimension. It's my dimension. Okay, set in a dimension. What's not to like? We might not do everything or indeed anything very well, but we do do a lot of it. Tell your friends about us. Your guest today on the podcast was Mr. Andrew Zaltzman. Andy, have you got anything to plug? Yes, I think your this alternative dimension stuff is bullshit, by the way, Alice. I think it's a forgery. <laughs> it's a fake. Uh, I don't believe a piece of it. Um, there's a 24-hour stream of my life going live online tomorrow, 24-hour Zoltz. Uh, also on uh, um, a couple of TV <laughs> channels are carrying it as well. There's one in uh, Burundi and Canada, I think, have so far picked up on it, but hopefully it'll spread. It's called 24-hour Zoltz. Now, obviously, I'm not playing myself in it. I've got <laughs> actors on rotation because I'm too busy, but I'll give everyone a, a nice kind of in-depth look at the life I want people to think <laughs> I lead and the, the kind of person I uh, like to pretend to be. That's beautiful. Tune in for that. The Last Post is an Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. It's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on Patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life and all of my specials to download. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His sidekick and hench thug, the iron fist to his velvet glove, is the inimitable Ped Hunter. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow. 